while sitting as in the highest seat in the office here, he would regularly conduct seances, consult mediums, often communicating with his deceased mother or deceased dogs uh, on various topics. He would only sign bills in the House of Commons when the hands were aligned. So just a really interesting, uh, you know, kind of far out. The other thing that's very uncommon, I would say, you're talking about like violent, violent entities, is actually seeing an apparition is also extremely rare. And uh, as you might imagine, being a pioneer village, there are often people in historical costume from time to time. So as they were walking down the boardwalk, one of our tour guides jokes about the woman in old-fashioned clothing ahead of them, uh, we can all see her right one of the customers says yes the other says no and our other tour guide says no. uh, we saw in the early days of the lockdowns uh, back in you know april uh, may where reports of people experiencing paranormal activity in their own homes uh, really exploded and that that certainly caught my attention because you know, I've been I've been in the ghost business now for you know uh, 17, 18 years, wow. and I still wrestle with the question: Are ghosts real? If they're real, what are they? Are they something external from ourselves? Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Haunt Johns. And today, I promised you this. I, I went over the results of the Haunting at Home Paranormal Adventure. Um, and I said that, you know, I was hoping I would get Jim uh, to come be a guest. And guess what? He's here. So... Welcome, Mr. Dean, to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for having me. Definitely looking forward to, uh, to chatting about your experiences and some of the other weird ones we've had uh, from groups doing the haunting. Yeah. Yeah, you you had some really. How did that? Well, first, you know, I I will jump in. So, um, you were with. It's called. Is it the haunted walk or the haunted walks? We kind of go by both, but uh, okay. officially we are we are the Haunted Walk, and uh, we do operate in, in three cities in Canada, uh, Kingston, Ottawa, and Toronto, Ontario. Awesome. Okay, yeah. The, so I'm never sure. I'm like, do I say Haunted Walk or Haunted Walks? I like, I, I think I said it both <laughs> ways. I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, so that's good to know. And that was going to be one of my questions. Where where can people take your your tour? Which I haven't been. I actually love. I'm nuts for Canada. Like I want to move to Canada, and I have not been to those three cities yet. I've been the other two coasts, but no, no place in more of the middle. So, well, definitely as soon as it's safe uh, to come, we would, we would more than welcome you. And it's 
it's really interesting, you know, in Canada, we kind of have a bit of a, you know, a friendly rivalry with with our American brothers and sisters to the south. Uh, but to be honest with you, our American customers are some of the most kind, generous and awesome folks to have on tour. So we always love uh, having folks from down south uh, come and join us for sure. Oh, my goodness. I love hearing that. It's nice to to go to know we go somewhere and we're not ugly Americans. All the time. <laughs> So, um, okay, so let's talk about, we'll, we'll jump into the uh, hunting at home, because that, you reached out to me and just said, hey, we've got this thing, would you like to try it? Which, thank you, because I did try it. I actually tried it with another, um, my friends that we did another podcast, but now that's since kind of gone defunct, but we had a blast, and we had crazy, like, I was like, yeah, nothing's going to happen, well, they well, I should say they both think they live in haunted houses. I do not believe my house is haunted. So we, but we all had experiences. So, and that's kind of like the the results were shocking how high that you guys had. Yeah, it's been, it's been really surprising. I mean, we had no idea what to expect when we first you know, launched the project and got it going. We did some test groups, of course, with our own tour guides who are maybe a little bit of a, a biased audience. But it's been really overwhelming, both the kind of uh, the support for it and the interest uh, of people doing it. And thank you, uh, you know, to yourself and a few of the other partners we have had who've really stepped up and kind of helped us, you know, spread the word in the different paranormal communities, uh, which we're very appreciative. But yeah, I believe we're sitting around... Uh, 64% or so of groups reporting some kind of activity, which is certainly considerably more than we expected. We didn't know if anything uh, would happen to anyone. Uh, but, you know, the idea really came about with this central premise that uh, we saw in the early days of the lockdowns uh, back in, you know, April, uh, May, where reports of people experiencing paranormal activity in their own homes uh, really exploded. And that that certainly caught my attention because, you know, I've been I've been in the ghost business now for, you know, uh, 17, 18 years. Wow. And I still wrestle with the question, are ghosts real? If they're real, what are they? Are they something external from ourselves or are they created internally somehow? Uh, there's so much we don't know and so much we don't understand. Uh, so the idea of, you know, creating an experience which could be really fun to do around Halloween, of course, and in the early days of the pandemic, we didn't know you know, to lose Halloween would be a very cruel blow for all of us who love, you know, ghost stories, the paranormal, that kind of thing. So to create an experience that's kind of fun and interesting uh, to do, while also giving the opportunity to give us a bit of a uh, an insight into what's happening in people's homes uh, was really exciting for us. And uh, we're just so pleased that people have enjoyed it so much. And, you know, like yourself, groups are having some eye-opening eye experiences that may be changing their perception of uh, the paranormal in general or what the paranormal might be oh that's interesting so you said a whole bunch of stuff there that's <laughs> super interesting first of all it's it's really like i wrestle with um you know since i was a little kid i have oh not every year not even sometimes every decade, I might have an experience of some kind. And then I'll go through a phase where long dry spell, uh, maybe I was just imagining it and then boom, something else will happen that I'm like, well, what is that? Did that, you know, what, what's, what's going on? So it's interesting to hear even you are of the like, no, I'm still on the fence a little bit of what is it? So 
<laughs> yeah, he just, you know, I love, uh, I was very into philosophy in my undergraduate degree. So I took like the philosophy of death and things of this nature. So it's, it's a ghost encapsulator of paranormal encapsulate so many different things about ourselves, our culture, our society, uh, life and death, obviously, but also scientific uh, and how we acquire knowledge and all those things are about. So I think that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, I, while I don't know really very much about ghosts, I can tell you about patterns that occur and these kinds of things, but I don't have a definitive point to stand on. Like, you know, you know, water, I know the temperature at which water boils, but I can't tell you with exact certainty too much about about ghosts and i think that's what what draws me back is the sense the internal sense or the intuition that there's something way more going on than we're actively perceiving and trying to figure out what that is i think is really fun and just really fascinating i agree i agree that's totally what it what it is for me i don't have i have um my my uh degree is in communication with um, uh, double minor in humanities and uh, poli sci. So I, the, the humanities side kind of, you know, I know there's a whole bunch that, that goes into it, but not from the philosophy side. So that's, but we had to take philosophy as part of humanities. And you're right. I mean, we're complex people that can create a lot of cuckoo-ness. So <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. Well, just look at the election. No, just kidding. I, I wasn't going to mention that. I was going to let that go. <laughs> I couldn't resist. It's over now, so. Well, sort of. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of like ghosts, right? Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> uh, but then at, at the, the other thing you said at the end was the, the um, amount of experiences that people had and the, the the differences what um what was there well and and something else you you said patterns did you notice any patterns within the haunting at home results yeah and i'm so glad you've asked because it's really fun to talk about and we're still very much groups are still going through it so it's a, it's a work in progress and uh, you know the results will change but there some of the patterns we are seeing develop uh and I should mention the haunting at home involves a, a series of experiments and, and, you know, your listeners may be familiar with that. But we're doing a series of experiments. So it does seem that particular experiments are drawing particular unique uh, outcomes. For example, uh, the first experiment we do has to do with white noise. And just listening, it's just a, a white noise file. We have not put anything into it uh, to subtly encourage people to feel one way or the other. Uh, but it's kind of the first step of allowing people to open themselves up and their minds up uh, to perceptions they might otherwise close down or, or not embrace. So some very interesting things. One, uh, one group reported, um, a few members, or at least one member, uh, a strong sensation of hearing the sounds of being in a train station, uh, which I thought was quite interesting. Several groups reporting music. Now, the interesting thing is, completely different genres of music. One yeah. person heard country, one person heard something like an old time uh, swing kind of music. Uh, but in that white noise experiments kind of, it, it's almost like mini environments are being created in the minds of the experimenters uh, of uh, a sense of, of place or time. And I, and I think that's I think that's really fascinating. The other one that, uh, and I'll talk about some maybe specific examples later, but in general, the other one I find really fascinating is the automatic writing experiment. 
Uh, and on that one, of course, uh, me as the host, I kind of ask a series of questions and the group without thinking, without engaging conscious thought is to kind of write down first impressions and just, you know, just scribble it down, whatever pictures, whatever comes to mind, just write, just write it down. What is so fascinating is the number of groups who, without discussing anything ahead of time uh, or without any obvious connection, will start writing down very similar things. Uh, like uh, one group had the same name of a person appear on for two of the experimenters. Others with very similar along the lines, because in that experiment, we're trying to see if we can, if, if there's a haunting in a location, you know, what, what other information can we gather? You know, what can we learn about the person or the place they were in? And you'll see these similarities, which st uh, statistically seem pretty much impossible, knowing, of course, that, you know, two people not not discussing in advance, writing down the same thing. So that one, that one really I find fascinating. And I think that has a lot to, I wonder if that has a lot to do with our subconscious uh, and either the subconscious of the individual members in the group kind of tuning into what is around them or the members of the group tuning into each other, which is equally fascinating, I think. Um, so a lot of a lot of different uh, kinds of things going on. I mean, maybe a few of the the spookiest, uh, and I think I believe you folks had some spooky uh, events occur. So I'll try. I won't mention those, but um, one that I found really creepy was a group that reported they used uh, candles. Uh, you know, we usually recommend electric candles because the lawyers ask us to do so. But oh. you know, <laughs> they had real candles out, and uh, what they described is. So one by one, a series of candles they lit up suddenly started to, to move as if being blown in the wind. In an in indoor location, no windows or doors open. The first candle would go. The second candle would go. Um, and eventually, when they finished, they all died down kind of in the same order. Uh, I'm not quite sure to make what to make of that. Uh, another group had a, a ghostly or an invisible entity, as far as they know, knock on their door uh, during one of the experiments, which is kind of a really profound, uh, amazing result as well. But perhaps my favorite, and I did share this uh, so far in my, in, we did a little initial results kind of tabulation and report, uh, is that a couple were doing it together and uh, the, the the husband or the boyfriend uh, wrote down a name, a very specific name. Now it turns out that this name was his partner's great grandfather, but not a name they would commonly or at all discuss. I mean, you're, it's hard to know your partner's ancestry yeah. unless you're you're really into it. And uh, so they found that weird. Well, what was he, what was even more weird after getting this great great grandfather's name? Uh, is that when the, the woman walked down the hall towards their bedroom after doing the haunting, the photo of her grandfather, the son of her great-grandfather, was tilted uh, at a very obvious and not before set angle. Uh, so all of these kind of stories are coming out and that's why I am just so passionate about trying to get as many people as possible to do this uh, so that people can have their own experience, but also of course, so we can start getting some of this data and uh, you know, seeing what we can make of it in the end. Yeah, because I think that's what's so ingenious about this. Nobody's ever done this before. Such a first of its kind. And so far, the, the stats like you've gotten are, are crazy to me, which I'll get to that in a second. But then these kind of results, like, what does that mean? And like, the more people that you get, will there be more of that? Well, you could have, you could be on the cusp of finding like, one of those commonalities that like you said with the boiling water like 
maybe this will determine, you know, you need X amount of people or some factor that you don't know. I mean, who knows what the the formula might be, but it's, that is, I love the grand or the great, great grandfather and the grandfather photo story, just because it's, it's so personal. And that had to have meant quite a lot to that. I love hearing that for people. You know, it, it is amazing, amazing. The, the emotional response we're hearing from people. Now, of course, we released this around, you know, around Halloween, and it is meant to be a bit of a spooky experience. And, you know, we're trying to save our business as, you know, tourism has been absolutely devastated. And about half of our business is from, uh, from visitors to our three cities. So, you know, it's a really, it's been a really tough time, but the emotional, and that's a very common thing too, is kind of one way or the other. Some groups are reporting kind of like at different points, sensations of, of fear, um, terror maybe is too strong. I don't know if anyone's reported that, but you know, fear. Whereas other groups are feeling, uh, or individuals in those groups feeling a sense of calmness and serenity, uh, which I also find extremely fascinating. Uh, so while we certainly have to market it a bit to, you know, to, to try to get as many people playing up the spooky adventurous side, many people are having very wholesome, like awesomely positive experiences. Uh, which I love as well. Ah, oh, that's awesome. I think that's so I think that's cool because in the end, ghosts are scary because we don't know what they are. But really they're they don't I don't think they want to terror. I think we terrorize ourselves probably more of the unknown and and why can this thing that's supposed to be dead communicate with us if that's what's happening? Who knows? Who knows what's going on? But yeah, and you know it's it, it's always a tough a tough position for us where people want the thrill and we do some experience we do our traditional ghost tours which are kind of storytelling tours uh, and then we have some more immersive experiences like we usually do the haunting at a particular location which combines an immersive haunted house experience with doing experiments and the storytelling around the location. Um, and we also do paranormal investigations. Uh, we partner with a local paranormal investigation team. But in my 17, 18 years of doing this, on our tours at some of the most haunted locations um, in Ontario, and I would argue certainly in Canada, you know, the number of reports we have of uh, the paranormal being violent or, um, you know, you hear like in obviously in movies and poltergeist, you have people being slapped and all these kinds of things. But I think that is exceptionally based upon our own evidence, having a million customers been on our tours. Like it's just it's not that common. And you do wonder, you know, if the if the paranormal, if the if ghosts are a little bit more like Casper than they are something from The Conjuring, uh, you know, but uh Again, that's one of those open-ended questions, and there's evidence kind of on both sides and things uh, that, that makes the topic interesting. I think as we, and we'll just have to continue to uh, to learn and, and think about it. And as you say, you never know which domino piece falling will will trigger the next, the next, and the next. Uh, so hopefully, these experiments will 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 help with that in some degree, or at least give people something to think about. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, because you know, for many years, you know, even still, you know, I get called the ghost guy or something a little pejorative along those lines. But after people have had these personal experiences, and and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, you know, your perspective changes. 
and what you're willing to accept or ponder or allow space for really changes. Uh, so I do hope we get some real kind of skeptical people who try this uh, as well. I know we've had a few uh, who have had their, you know, there's some interesting comments. You'll see some of my, you know, my boyfriend was extremely skeptical, but, and then, you know, then we hear, we hear the story. So engaging people in this way on this topic, you know, in a fun, positive way yeah, is, has been awesome for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's me. I'm more of a skeptic. Like I try to be, I try to be as pragmatic as possible, but then I get something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. It, does, it just does. Um, but so, okay. So before I get to a certain stat that I'm so curious about, because I promise when I talked about the results, when I was sharing that in one of my podcast episodes, that I would ask the question if I got the chance to talk to you. So I've got to ask this question. But first I want to, you had brought up, I didn't realize that in non-COVID times, so was, is this a haunting based, would this be like if, if when we're allowed to come and visit you in person and you do a, a haunting at some place, um, is it, do you guys use a similar format? A similar, a little bit different, but um, in the past several years, we've uh, we've done two two hauntings that we've run. One is at a old pioneer village in Toronto, which at night is absolutely terrifying, and uh, at Laurier House here in Ottawa, which is the former home of two of our prime ministers, and looks looks inside very much like Disney's haunted mansion, <gasps> which is perfect. Mm. And one of the prime ministers who lived there, and I, with the American listeners and viewers. Check out our Prime Minister, William Lyne Mackenzie King. While sitting as in the highest seat in the office here, he would regularly conduct seances, consult mediums, often communicating with his deceased mother or deceased dogs uh, on various topics. He would only sign bills in the House of Commons when the hands were aligned. So just a really interesting, uh, you know, kind of far out character. But the thing about his house is it's got this perfect Victorian kind of setting and probably more seances have been con real life seances have been conducted in that building than any other. So the experience is meant to be immersive. It is a little theatrical because it is meant to be kind of a fun, like you're in a haunted house. Uh, but we kind of combine the real life ghost stories, um, uh, completely open-ended investigation elements uh, with a little bit of theatrical fun and hijinks from time to time. And uh, we just love, we love doing it. And it raises all sorts of questions about the same kind of questions that we have here, you know, uh, what makes a place haunted? Uh, what events have to occur? And, uh, you know, there's just a tremendous amount of fun uh, to be in those those really haunted buildings at night, just with a small group, uh, you know, working with a spirit box or even an occasional Ouija board, uh, you know, things of that nature. It's just kind of a, a fun things to do. So, yeah, we have the ghost tours and those immersive experiences and then the kind of more straight paranormal investigations uh, like you would see on TV with all of the all of the equipment. And, you know, like you're doing an episode of, of Ghost Hunters or whatever your favorite show is. <laughs> That sounds, I want to do that, that, that one. That sounds, but not because you had me at Haunted Mansion, but then adding in that he does, you know, did seances and tried to communicate with his dog. I, I'm in. That's, <laughs> that's now on my bucket list. <laughs> and, you know, it is the, obviously the longer we hang around these haunted places, the more stories we, we kind of get. And, uh, you know, it does seem like people, they're in your individual makeup, whatever that is. 
plays such a huge role in your perceptions. So different people in the same group at the same time, a couple feet away from each other, will have vastly different experiences or interpretations of events, uh, which again, what does that mean? Uh, how do we interpret that? But it's 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 really fascinating to me. That's so good. That's so cool. I would be like, I would always be down the rabbit hole trying to <laughs> figure out why did that person say this or, you know, experience that or whatever. And that Pioneer Village, did over Halloween, did they, or, you know, fall, did they open up and do a drive-through, um, like, ghost tour or something there? We were fortunate enough that we were able to do our traditional ghost tours uh, from about, uh, I think it was about August until the end of uh, October, early November. Uh, so we did get those in. And I mean, that's that's a really, uh, the other thing that's very uncommon, I would say, you're talking about like violent, violent entities, is actually seeing an apparition is also extremely rare. But that's an occasion where we had uh, uh, two of our staff members and two customers who had arrived late for a tour. So, you know, they were kind of being walked through the village to catch up, you know, with the tour group. And uh, as you might imagine, being a pioneer village, there are often people in historical costume from time to time. So as they were walking down the boardwalk, one of our tour guides jokes about the woman in old fashioned clothing ahead of them, uh, we can all see her, right? One of the customers says yes, the other says no, and our other tour guide says no. Two of them see this apparition walk down and into one of the buildings. Uh, and Black Creek Pioneer Village in Toronto is a, if, if anyone's in the area, you have to join us on a, on a tour there for sure. If you're really interested in, in having your own experience. Of course, we can't predict when things are going to happen, but I would say that's, that's the most active site. We have many, you know, footsteps behind you, that kind of thing, walking up the stairs, you know, down the stairs on the other side, the whole group hears those kind of things. So, yeah, we love we love Black Creek Pioneer Village for sure. Oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> that sounds fantastic. But that's crazy. It's great. That's one thing I've never I've heard things. I've smelled things. Never have seen an apparition, seen a They're shadow, there. but never okay. an yep. apparition. So. What maybe, but it's like you said, it's that's one of those things. It's just not common. Kind of like I really don't feel I'm with you. I don't think that the, you know, scary, violent hauntings are as common as <laughs> certain things would like to make us believe. <laughs> yes, usually profit driven too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The scarier, the better. Give me yep. your money, and I'll terrify you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and okay, so now this for this result because this one blew my mind there there were actually more houses and townhouses or people reporting that that's where they did their experiment than in apartments and was it condos yes was that house so it was like 70 20 or something 60 20 higher um but it was it was equal no matter where how many they, they reported equal, right? That it was like 67 or 64% or something. Uh, another huge surprise because, you know, we think about it. I'm not, I don't know if you feel the same, but you think a house would be more haunted uh, than like a one bedroom, two bedroom, a studio apartment. And we've had people do it in all of those settings. And as you said, very surprisingly, percentage wise between those groups, while we have had more groups in, in homes do it, Percentage-wise, the groups reporting activities from those two 
are identical, or as of the last update, uh, which again defies kind of ex expectation. You know, we imagine some people are doing it in a house in a basement. Uh, you know, that like finding the spookiest setting possible in their home, which then may influence their experience. Uh, but in an apartment where you have fewer spaces to choose from, it seemed likely that it that it would be significantly less. I'm not sure what to make of the fact they're exactly the same. I mean, it was eerie when I was typing in those numbers, of course, and they come up identical. That felt like, you know, I was being haunted myself. Uh, but it's hard to know what to make of that other than if we think the underlying premise is true, which is part of the experiment, that our, that our homes or where we live are more haunted than we think. Now, again, that could be the physical location that is haunted. And we did have people who lived beside, you know, graveyards or cemeteries doing it, which is awesome. Uh, but also the other part of that is the, the other important question is, are we haunted? Can we be haunted wherever we are? And so far, based on what the information we're talking about here, the tie, well, it seems like the answer is yes. That's it, That trips me out. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, Say what? I couldn't believe that. That was super interesting. And so how long can people still do this? Um, the haunting at home? Is it indefinite? Can they order it? It won't be indefinite because we do hope to kind of uh, revamp our, our website a little, a little oh. bit in 2021, uh, which may, may offset it, but certainly throughout Christmas, uh, we'd love people to be doing it early in the new year. Uh, you know, it's a great, a great holiday gift. We have gift cards you can buy so people can, you know, do the haunting uh, whenever they like. But definitely a few more months, at least another 90 days, I would say, after Christmas to the end of March, uh, it will be up. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're greedy for data, so to speak, of, you know, getting all the information we can and really looking forward to, you know, maybe coming back on your show or others and just talking about the final results and where we're at, and, you know on our own podcast, which I host, Haunted Talks. You know, we'll be doing a full episode on that as well. And I hope to bring in some of the people, at, for example, like yourself, who who did it and had unique experiences so that we can, you know, it's one thing when, when I kind of report it and hopefully I come across as honest and straightforward, but hearing it from uh, out of the mouth of someone who experienced it is always a little bit different. Uh, so I'm very eager to, you know, I don't want to rush the process, but I'm kind of eager to get to the end. So yeah. we can look at everything all at once. I can totally appreciate that because it is, it's so interesting. Like, and I'm curious because Christmas time is um, like the second most haunted time of the year after Halloween with the winter solstice. So I, I, I kind of want, I think I'm going to redo it. I think I'm going to do it, get it again and try it on um, December 21st and just see, it, does it open any other portals or anything or, you know, am I more in tuned or and yeah. I'm just curious. I'm, now I'm curious because I want to know. So and the other thing I think would be really fascinating is for people who have tried it to to try it again, whether in a different place uh, or the same place, different people or the same people, um, because our, our our other thesis is kind of each investigation is different. And that's the true whether you're in the field with all the equipment at a haunted location or doing the haunting at home. Uh, I think people might get very different results just based based on when they do it. Moving it closer to Christmas, is that going to evoke certain 
kind of emotions or insights you might not get around the spooky time around Halloween. Uh, so I'm hopeful you do, people do get 90 days to try it essentially as many times as they like in as many places as they like. Uh, so certainly for us, the more the merrier. That's or a, spookier, that's pretty good. The, the more the merrier. That's a kind of a holiday. <laughs> I like that. And what about do you have any um well hopefully with vaccines coming and everything um do you think you'll be more 2021 will get more back to normal or would you put out another, you know, a haunting at home kind of a product? Yeah, definitely, definitely open to it. Um, as as we all feel, who knows what happens next in this uh, this saga? We're all we're all doing our best to to live through, and I hope everyone out there is, you know, healthy and and doing their best. To, and it's hard on all of us to kind of look too far into the future. But I I've really enjoyed the process. So certainly, it's something we could do again. Having digital products is probably going to be important to our business in in the short term. We are kind of hoping once vaccinations really start spreading through, and we do anticipate being a little behind you folks in the US uh, because we don't have the manufacturing facilities to make uh, the vaccines here. Uh, wow. So we're importing them. So we may be a couple of months or a little bit more behind you folks, but we are hoping, fingers crossed, that there's this kind of uh, uh, pent up desire to go out and do fun things with other people uh, in a much less uh, stressful environment. So we would love to get back to, there's five or six sites we normally tour, which we couldn't this year with uh, the social distancing requirements and those kind of things. So I'd say our priority is to kind of just get back to, to doing what we do best, which is storytelling uh, and providing paranormal adventures in person. But uh, yeah, it's it's been. A, I think it feels like it's been a successful experiment into this this line, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely giving it some thought. If anyone has any ideas as to you know different different angles we could take on this or different experiences, you know, I I always appreciate you know uh, any feedback or any ideas anyone might have because Ooh, a little brainstorming. Uh, yeah, if anything comes to mind, be sure to let me know. Oh, that's cool. I hear that, people. So just contact him. Go to thehauntedwalk.com, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And, and we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all, all the time. Oh, yeah. Hit him up on the socials. I forget everywhere. about that all the time. <laughs> and you, um, these campfires, that's the other thing that's really cool. I forgot to say that I was going to ask you about that. That's, people can, because right now, like you have a season, right? Probably because of cold weather and well and covid who knows you do you operate or am i am i presuming do you operate a certain time of year we certainly do slow down typically we do nightmare before slash after xmas tours around this time of year talking about you know creepy christmas traditions uh and, and those kind of things but we've uh, we've decided to cancel those out of a you know abundance of caution and our tour guides have worked so hard for us this year and our tour guides are absolutely amazing wonderful talented people who have really stepped up and, and helped us help keep the business going uh so we want to make sure we give everyone a little time off a little downtime now um but uh january tends to be a slower month so we do have a little bit of seasonality uh but this is kind of the first time we're not doing kind of anything for a few months as we have kind of shut down now until who knows when in 2021 uh, demand is not overly high in the winter but once we get to march april things do start ramping up 
So we'll we'll see if we're able to to offer something uh, at that time. But the virtual campfires were a blast, uh, and this came about because mostly through the podcast Haunted Talks. You know, I often talk to other ghost tour companies and their tour guides because you know they're kind of our, our brothers and sisters in arms out there telling stories every night, and uh, you know we love to hear what they're up to and their own individual stories. They have some of them which are incredible. But we kind of had this roster of friends uh, who are all some of the best storytellers in the world. So we thought, let's let's get together around the virtual campfire, create a system um, where haunted creators have a chance to make a little bit of money, particularly those, for example, we had some folks from Australia who are completely shut down, uh, but giving them a chance to kind of do something, get a little exposure, make a little bit of money. And uh, they were just a blast. We had a great community around them, just a lot of fun. And we did six, uh, six in the end. And uh, all of the recordings are still available on our website, hauntedwalk.com. If you want to go back and check out some of the various topics like uh, uh, battlefield ghost stories or stories about haunted jails. Uh, we did a midnight story where I tell my, kind of my favorite gruesome Canadian history story about the Black Donnellys. Uh, so that was really fun, too. And, you know, it just so important this year, like just to connect, just to connect with other people, whether it be through Zoom, you know, for the screen here, but... You know, just to get a little bit of that enthusiasm and excitement from each other uh, about some a shared kind of passion, I think was really important. So that was really fun. We are hoping to do to do more uh, in the future on various topics as we go once uh, once we hit the new year. But uh, it just just a lot of fun and privilege that so many in the ghost tourism industry are just phenomenal people. Great to work with. You know, just talented, just talented folks. And uh, yeah, they were they were a blast for sure. Oh my gosh, I love, I thought that was, so. I'm like, you are so, like, really, your your title is creative director, right? That's right. For good reason. You're so creative. I'm like, whoa, these, well, the camp I, I certainly can't take, take all the credit. We have a, we got a very great team, um, and all of us, you know, all of us work hard together on it, and, uh, you know, often I get asked, you know, when am I going to get a real job, almost kind of oh. thing. And it's like, well, you know, we kind of got, we got a lot of stuff, really interesting stuff going on here. And uh, it certainly feels like a blessing to have a job, you know, where I'm not being a bureaucrat or pushing paper, but I get to spend my days thinking about ways of engaging people uh, on the paranormal. And, uh, you know, I'm having a blast doing it. I think that's awesome. And and do people have to pay for the, um, if they want to watch the virtual campfires? Yeah. They're ten dollars Canadian, so that's at a buck fifty U.S. No, it's not, no. Not, not quite that cheap. I think it's around eight dollars or something U.S. Okay. If folks are interested, and uh, yeah, so fifty percent of that eight dollars goes directly to the performers, twenty five percent goes to us, and then twenty five to pay for the you know Zoom costs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's a great way to support other folks, and there were some really good stories. And uh, if people are interested in those particular topics, I, I definitely urge you to check them out. Oh, that's fantastic. And there was something else on there, too. Um, another virtual. I don't know if I have my, let me see if I still have my, oh, I do still have it up. Okay. Um, I tried to save my bandwidth. Um, sorry for the pause, everybody. Um, there was, where was it? Where did I see it? It was a, it, oh, oh, no, no, that was it. The Haunting at Home and Virtual Haunted Campfires. Okay. We did cover that. Okay, well, good. Whew. I was like, there was something else really cool. We already <laughs> talked about the other really cool. I thought you thing. might have a great idea. I was interested. I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what it is. <laughs> no, just I'm called whoopsie for a reason. <laughs> that, was, that was a 
perfect example of that. And then, so we kind of, we went over holiday, end of year, nothing this year. And then, um, not sure what's going to happen next year. But I love that you work so collaborative and with other people like that. that how did you find it? Like, are, do you have like a ghost tour guide group on Facebook or something? Or how did you find everybody? Well, I mean, a lot of it was through the podcast and just the recruitment of, of guests, uh, you know, or people oh. I had already spoken to. So I was like, you know, well, oh, I found these. Yeah, I've already spoken to, uh, you know, Dale Jarvis uh, out on the East Coast here in Canada. So, you know, let's call him up and see if he wants to, you know, be one of our featured guests. Uh, so I have a little bit of a pool to draw from. And oh. then there was a few other people we were kind of targeting as well, depending on the topic. Uh, for example, you know, we wanted uh, some Civil War, uh, people who could tell about Civil War ghost stories. Uh, so we had Mark Brew on uh, from Haunted Vicksburg, uh, who does a really nice job as well. So some folks we already knew, other folks we reached out to, uh, but everyone was was very enthusiastic to participate, which was fantastic. Oh yeah, because that's a great, it's it's such a, it's a way to connect and such a good diversion and it's, just brings happiness to, to people. And, and it's been fun to kind of challenge ourselves. How can we, okay, so life isn't normal right now, but how can we make it different? And you guys, I mean, wow, you stepped up and really, let's do this. So uh, that's so cool. I love it. And your podcast, I'm like, I, I your voice is just so, I, I go on my walk and I just listen and it's so, you're so good. Like you were born for this. Oh, well, th I, thank you very much. I, I very much appreciate that. And, we, you know, we do uh, we do put a lot of hard work into it myself and uh, <clears throat> my fiance, Michelle, who's our, our audio editor, uh, which is very convenient for me. So she makes me sound much, much better than I actually am, of course. No! But, uh, you know, I, the, the podcast is just kind of like, for me, a natural extension where in some ways it's a selfish journey because I'm exploring the topics uh, or interviewing the guests on my own kind of paranormal voyage of trying to trying to get my own thoughts in order or learning more about it as we go on so it's a little selfish in that in that part but i do you know i've always i've always loved stories and uh, you know my undergraduate degree was in film and english and so thinking about you know story structure uh, how to convey certain things through uh, uh, you know uh, your timing uh, the visual images uh, the, your cadence all of these kind of things i find really really fascinating and the storytelling i mean we could do a whole podcast on storytelling as well but you know it's such an amazing thing to me because it is very much a, a shared experience between the teller and the listener uh, with the actual images appearing in the listener's mind uh, which is a very supernatural almost kind of transference of, of experience uh, but I, I i very much love Storytelling and working with our teams, you know, on storytelling techniques and those kinds of things. And storytelling is something you can readily apply to a lot of different fields. So if you know, if if you're if you're in a situation where you're doing pitches often, or you have to present to the to the public or to you know your managers, your bosses, the board, whatever it may be, I would I would suggest you know try working some storytelling into those things you're doing because people connect with emotions. They don't connect with names or dates or those kind of things, they connect with the emotion they perceive th that you're sharing with them. So if you can strike someone outside of their purely logical uh, thoughts and connect with them on a more, on a deeper level, which is, I think, 
best done through storytelling, well, that op could open up a lot of doors for you. Um, so that's, that's always something I like to mention is, is storytelling can be used in a lot of settings and it is, a, it is an art unto itself. And I, I'm by no means an expert, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a practicing uh, technician, I guess, and always looking to improve and, and find new ways. Pro. I'm sure we could ask Michelle all the things I need to improve directly, <laughs> but we, we won't bring her into the conversation right now. <laughs> That's for next time. Yeah, that's for next time. <laughs> we'll we'll have a whole um, story telling how you how you set it up and how she polishes it up. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I love it. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you. I did not mean to keep you this long, it, but it's your fault because you're very interesting. So. <laughs> well, I, I love talking about the paranormal. Uh, so you, I was worried when you said only half an hour. I was like, I don't I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to monopolize your monopolize your time, but I'm so thankful that you did that. And really, if you want to ever come back, and and this is great. I mean, I'm so grateful you reached out. I had a blast. I thought the haunting at home was phenomenal. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, "Well, this is amazing." And then when I did it, I'm like, "Wow, this is." I really hope more people take the time because it's you did great. I really appreciate that as a fellow uh, a paranormal uh, podcaster and someone interested in the topic. That certainly means a lot to me. And I'd love to give your audience uh, a little something. And that's we can extend. Uh, we had a promo code uh, for Haunt Johns. I believe it was just Haunt Johns. Uh, so we'll we'll extend that promo code, which will be for 50 percent off until the end of March. Uh, so if anyone is hearing this later, anytime before then, uh, half price for you, of course, if you're if you're friends of Courtney's, you're friends of ours. So uh, definitely get in there, try it up, write up your experiences so we can uh, talk about them a little bit later. Wow, Merry Christmas. Wow, thank you. Okay, well, guys, I mean, you have been so generous with your time with this, The co I mean, everything. I can't thank you enough. And please go check out The Haunted Walk hopefully in 2021 when we're just gonna one day COVID's gonna be done yes <laughs> then we can get glorious back. day it'll be <laughs> but if you've really enjoyed Jim go to the haunt is it the haunted talks or just haunted talks the podcast is haunted talks, haunted talks. Uh, and the website our website haunted walk uh, is that's where haunted talks name cheekily comes from uh, hauntedwalk.com is the best place to go for for everything related everything. To yes because you have a tab up there that will take you straight to the pop but you can also just type that in and get it wherever, wherever I get you mine listen. off of yeah iTunes yeah. so it's if you have enjoyed Jim you, I'm telling you just go listen he, he's amazing talk really that like it's good to know where you get the storytelling from. It's you've learned it and it's natural. And I think it, it, it just all comes together. You're a pro. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's been uh, absolute with you and, uh, you know, speak to the audience out there as well. And uh, yeah, I, anytime you want me back, just let me know. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm taking you up on that and I've got you recorded that you offer that. So woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thank you again. And again, go to hauntedwalks.com. You'll find everything there. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Courtney. Take care, everyone.